The Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Call the Mike Seibert Radio voicemail hotline 231-224-MIKE. And right into the mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. And that spelling, as always, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Just like it sounds, this is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week from Seattle, featuring spotlight interviews, independent artists, and occasionally more. And this week, my travels take me back to Luigi's in Fife, where my guest will be Andrew Brooks, and we're going to talk about Brooksy's Radfest 2019, happening on May 11th. All of that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Seibert Radio, but first, let's kick things off with some shout-outs. Shout it. Huge thanks again to Roden and Thunder from the Stack of Dimes and You Blew It podcast for joining me to talk about the Star War, especially for letting us record in the Roden Family Fun Center on a weeknight. And uh, as SOD listener Bill Pollock pointed out on Twitter, it was more like the Stack of Dimes show was visited by Mike Seibert Radio, but he also mentioned that Kevin Roden were entry drugs to Seibert Radio, so thanks for that, and welcome. Uh, same goes for any new listeners that may have found us, and if it's more Star Wars talk that you're in the market for, I got something for you next week. Here are some exciting coming attractions. My guest during episode number 210 will be Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko, from the Transmissions podcast. He went to Star Wars Celebration last week in Chicago, and he will join me to break down everything he saw, as well as some of his hot takes on that episode 9 trailer and other insights straight from the show floor. And also, uh, check out Transmissions Extra episode number 44, featuring Jeremy's coverage of C2E2. 2019. Uh, coming up next, it's my interview with Brooksy from Luigi's, and we're talking Radfest 2019. But first, I thought I'd give you a taste of what you're going to hear on May 11th. Here is a sample of the first five bands on the bill. I'll have the uh, uh, other five on the other side of the interview. Uh, but kicking off the show will be Sun Mother, followed by Reverend Bear, Aster House, Juliet Tango, and Lust punch you're listening to Mike Seven was Pick Yourself Up from Sun Mother with the grunge funk from Soto. And next up is Damned Adam from forest rock band Reverend Bear. Stone to hold it, eyes to feed, ears to know it, mouth to see, damn the fruit, son of me, wicked tongue, wretched Candles wait for me. I need to stand. 
by Juliet Tango, the Bonnie and Clyde of rock and roll, straight out of Aberdeen, preceded by cartoon violence from indie alt-rock band Astor House. And closing out this segment, here's Lust Punch with a tune called 27 Roses. Don't go anywhere. Brooksy is up next and five more great bands you'll get to see live May 11th at Radfest 2019. Stuff my mouth wide open to In fact, actually, if you listen close, you could probably hear somebody like making some pizzas and and washing dishes, and the radio's on. And it's it's awesome. It's rad. And speaking of rad, we're going to be talking about Rad Fest 2019. And sitting across the table from me is the man, the myth, the legend himself, all the way out from Brooksy's booking. Please give it up for Brooksy. How uh, how you doing, my friend? I'm good. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. And yeah, the good segue. Good segue. Wow, just. <laughs> Of all the segues, that, that was great. Yeah, of all that the segues, impressive. that was definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, thank you. You're uh, you're too kind. Now, have a uh, have have you had the occasion to talk into a microphone or do any of this broadcasting podcasting stuff since uh, since you were on Puget Rock back in the KGRG days? I have not. I have not had a chance to do it since then. Well, no, that's not true. I'm also on a uh, video game podcast every oh. once in a while. It's called VGRX Video Game Pharmacy. A bunch of my dudes do it. They're on like episode sixty-five or okay. something. They do. They have me on every once in a while when they just want someone to derail the show or <laughs> get, or they finally forget how mad they got last time I was on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, maybe we'll give him another chance." <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, for folks that may be listening to this for the first time and have no idea what a what a Brooksy or a KGRG or a Puget Rock or a Mike Seibert Radio or any of this stuff is, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, I'm Brooksy, obviously. Um, I started going to local shows in 2014 because a buddy of mine and my dad both wanted me to go to a show at the Rock and Roll Lounge in Spanaway. Okay. Lodge. Lodge. And um, I just went to the show one day because I had heard of Blackbeat Blue and I had seen him at Pain in the Grass. So I went and got introduced to a band called Tataris. Okay. And then I started going to every single local show I ever saw because Tataris blew me away. Later they became Cradle Man. But ever since then, I just I started going to shows like a madman and promoting shows. And from mm-hmm. there, started following different bands and talking to people. And just, just managed to work my way from fan then to merch guy for Cradle Man for a okay. little bit. Cradle Man broke up, unfortunately. R.I.P. 
and I started following Mr. Master because I was going to Mr. Master and Cradle Man shows once I figured out who Mr. Master was and then worked my way up from fangirl to groupie to helping with equipment, merch guy, and then just up to manager and just kind of threw myself into booking with no experience and it worked. So now... I'm on my second year Radfest because yeah. year one was really successful and mm-hmm. really happy with it. And it's, I just wanted to do it because there's a lot of these bands that don't know each other. Everybody has their own little cliques. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that, that's one thing that's kind of odd about the local scene is like, it's great. It's very supportive. Everybody's homies. But yeah, it does get a little clicky sometimes. Yeah, like you've got the... The KISW group who know some people at KISW. You got uh-huh. your other little groups over here, Tacoma, Seattle, and Olympia. Yeah. And it's nice to I put together the event and I try to have some different bands so that they can collaborate. And I actually saw a few of the shows that came from that. Uh mm-hmm. Reverend Bear. Uh I introduced Reverend Bear to some of the people that I had met and then was talking them up and then they started playing with Crossing Crusades and they started played with Wyatt only and they are just yeah started connecting with more people it's just trying to connect more people and I wanted to see if I could do it right I was like can I throw a festival and do it by myself and voila (laughs) so I was like we got to do a second year nice very cool so um so before we move on to other things let's talk about the particulars for Radfest 2019 pronounced with the exclamation point is my understanding yes with radfest yes radfest radfest (laughs) (laughs) i love that so yeah so um uh let's just start there tell me about radfest 2019 and what folks can expect so for radfest 2019 we added one more band so last year it was nine this year it's 10 whoa so it's going to be on may 11th the doors will be open at 1 Mm p.m music's gonna go from 2 p.m until midnight and then they're going to kick everybody out because that is 12 hours of music 11 hours of music whatever and that is well, 12 hours of us working, 10 hours of music, but we're, yeah, we're going to be gonna tired. Say, it's going to be coffee. Math is not my strong point. <laughs> um, I understand. But you can expect there to be, uh, we're hiring photographers. We're, I wanted to try and do shirts this year, but I don't know if it's financially viable. So I'm going to try and save some of what we get from pre-sales this year to try and pay for shirts. Um, and of course, just the bands it's mm-hmm. going to be a little different than last year i think okay the returning bands we have are why only in the wreckage mr master of course because i'm i'm a little biased well yeah i, I, <laughs> I mean it's a brookty joint so yeah. uh. <laughs> and cashin and karma i think everybody else on the bill is new this year okay so we're gonna start out with sun mother and then go reverend bear aster house Juliet Tango, and might I add, if you haven't seen Juliet Tango, you haven't seen a rock show. Like, yeah. they're some of the stuff they just, you're going to have to see it. You're <laughs> going to have to see it. We'll go Lust Punch, Mr. Master, Cashin and Karma, then into Woodshed, who just released a new album, Jericho Hill, who just released a new album, nice. and Wyatt Only in the Wreckage to close out the night. Sweet. Yeah. Now, um, so... Like you said, you, you're big in the scene. You know a lot of these folks. Are you homies with all these bands? Yeah. I have just hung out with them at bars. Um, some of them I've just met at other people's shows. Honestly, yeah. Sun Mother I met because I went to a Crossing Crusades, Mad Hammers, and Sun Mother show at right. Stonegate. And Stonegate was my regular hangout. Mm-hmm. So we just mm-hmm. went one day. Crossing Crusades was there. And we just started hanging out, and they invited us to the show, and I met all these cool people. Um, Lust Punch through Mr. Master, Cashin and Karma just from going to random shows. Most of them have been play- from playing with Mr. Master. Jericho Hill I met because I went to Wyatt only uh, okay. shows, though. Yeah, yeah, because like we were talking about before, a lot of these bands are, they, they kind of go in the same circles, you know, usually play at each other's shows, and... Even when bands aren't 
local bands aren't playing at each other's shows. They're probably going to each other's shows. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's one of the cool things about going to local shows is that, you know, you don't know who you're going to bump into, and it usually ends up being a reunion of sorts. I mean, I remember when I was at KGRG and went to more shows certainly than I do now, it would be, it would just kind of like be a, a kind of a homey uh, get-together type of thing. You know, you'd see all your, your cool bands, but then you'd see all your friends there, too, Half of them were in bands. Half of them were on the radio, and yeah, it was just—it's just a really cool scene. I, I really would like to get out to more shows, but adulting is hard. But it's yes, a great scene. I feel it. I have not been out to as many shows as I'd like. I told myself I'd get out to one a month, and here I am, and I haven't been to a show in a hot minute. Yeah. So definitely gearing up for Radfest, mm-hmm. and then gonna try and sort some things out to where I can go out more because. At least in Tacoma. Like, getting to Seattle is another matter altogether. I sure. Don't, oh, that, that is the number one killer for Seattle shows is I-5. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It, it's an hour from Seattle to Seattle. Imagine going from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. That's It's like the number one killer for me. But if someone comes to Tacoma and they invite me to a show and I'm like, ooh, looky, then I typically try to get out even if it's a work night. Yeah, I got you. So so you ran down uh, the bands that are going to be playing at Radfest 2019. Uh, Let's talk about the venue. Let's talk about uh, uh, being here at Louis G's. Oh, side, quick side note. Yeah, yeah. Tickets pre-sale are $15. There's an online link. And... I still have physical tickets, so if anybody needs tickets, I will ring them to you. It's not a big deal. I have gas. My other guys have gas. Cashin and Karma has gas, I think. (laughs) Um, And I'm not sure if I got tickets out to Sun Mother yet, but they should at some point. And now, back to Luigi's. Well, actually, you know, before we get back to, oh, to Luigi's, yeah, more. well, I mean, it, it just, it, it reminds me to uh, uh, mention that is like, you know, so there's, so there is a link for presale. So yes. folks can go to that. I'll, uh, I'll have a link in the show notes so folks can click on it, Perfect. but it sounds like the individual bands will have physical tickets in hand that folks can buy them from. Am I understanding that correctly? Just a few of them. Just a few of them. Um, okay, very if good. If you follow Wyatt only in the wreckage, uh-huh. you can buy them on their website. Oh, okay. As well as the ticket link, which is mm-hmm. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything that I can possibly get it on. Um, physical tickets will be from Mr. Master and Cashin and Karma currently, and we're trying to get some up to Sun Mother so that people can get some up in Seattle too. Gotcha. Very good. And as a reminder, uh, uh, presale tickets are 15 bucks. It's going to be 20 at the door, um, day of show. And again, that's for 10 bands for all day. Wow. Pain that's in the grass has less than that. Exactly. And for what? Five times as much. I mean, I, I haven't even looked at ticket prices for this year. I, I'm kind of painting the grass retired. It's Me like, I, I just, I can't do it anymore. It's just, it's too much. It's too big. Um, I, I, not to wax philosophical here, but I mean, I remember when that was back at like Cheney Stadium. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you could go see Godsmack for like 40 bucks or some such like that. It was, it was dirt cheap. It was a great show. Um, but as with anything, it gets, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger. It kind of reminds me of Comic-Con in a weird kind of way. And that yeah. like, it just, it just, it gets so big that it's just kind of like this weird unwieldy colossus. And, you know, I mean, not, not to, you know, talk shit about, um, you know that show because it's it's a Seattle institution at this of point. Of course. Um, also, if anybody from KSW is listening, <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm not. <laughs> no, I got buddies over there. It's uh, it's all good. But but it, it but that's that's one of the things that I like about the idea of Radfest is that you know it's a it's a uh, big small show. Yeah. If, if that makes sense to where it's still very much with your local homies, but it's a little bigger than just say, you know, seeing, uh, seeing a show at Luigi's on a Friday night, for example. Yeah. With it, three bands. Exactly. Instead, it's a 10 band gig. The cool thing, the thing that I like the most about going local shows is you get to meet and talk to everybody. Yes. Whereas if I, again, nothing against big shows. I just hmm. don't go to them as much anymore because 
I can't go meet anybody. Yeah. Like, I just want to be like, hey, that was really cool, and yeah, you're awesome. Like, I mean, I'm sure they hear it all the time, but, I mean, it's got to feel good all the time then. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, whereas at a local show, you know, you can, you know, give hugs, give handshakes, buy a CD. <laughs> yeah, you know, there you go. Ah. There you go. Yeah, buy buy your favorite bands of beer, and that's uh, you'll be in forever like that. Um, um, so I tangented a little bit. You know, we kind of talking about Louis G's a little bit, but let's uh, yeah, let's let's talk about Louis G's as you know the the institution as it is. So Louis G's is my favorite venue. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm super biased, and that's why it's always here. The whole, all the staff are family to me. Right. Peter, Kate, Justin, Sammy, everybody, everybody, even the security guys. I come in here just to talk to Dave sometimes because <laughs> he's just a super cool guy. Oh, yeah, and we can't forget Chris, who's probably, I think he said he's been doing sound here almost 10 years, and he is the oh, wow. best sound guy in the scene. Fight me. <laughs> um, but this... This place is just home for me. I've never felt unwelcome. I've never brought anyone here that felt an unwelcoming vibe. Right. And I think that's part of it for me. And they're just, they're so good to the bands. Mm -hmm. As long as you follow the rules, and there really aren't that many. Right. Then, I mean, they typically give the bands pizza or drink tickets Mm -hmm. or whatever and most of the time all the ticket sales just go to the bands right because they they want to take care of the bands like Mm -hmm. there's there are other venues that do that but i don't think there's a lot of other venues that are up to the standard of this most of them take a cut from the ticket sales or something else and Mm -hmm. they they understand here that the bands typically work for that money and work very hard for it right Right, exactly. And uh, food's not bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, technician bread. Go get it. There it oh. is. There oh it is. Oh, my God. Well, I was going to ask you what uh, what one of your favorite things off oh. the menu is, but, yeah, it's I mean. It's the technician bread. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty damn good. It is pretty damn good. Um, so, yeah, so that's so that's Radfest 2019, I guess, in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else on that that I that we might not have talked about yet? All ages. Perfect. And your kids under 12 are going to get in for free. Sweet. Teenagers have money these days. Your teenagers can pay to get in. But your 12-year-olds and under? Yeah. They probably don't. I mean, they might have a tablet, but they probably don't have money. So <laughs> we'll let them in. Oh, that's good. And, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the the other cool things about the scene too is you know it's uh it can be hard sometimes to have a decent all ages show yeah you know i mean you you could just as easily have called this 21 plus yeah um so i i I think it's super rad that you're opening it up and and making it uh uh all to ages um because yeah those are again kind of in the next generation of fans Uh uh-huh and i i'll tell you what the coolest thing last year was looking down and seeing a kid in the front of the stage with his giant headphones on and his parents are dancing around. I was like, that's cool. That to me is awesome. <laughs> that's great. Very cool. So um, let's see. So prior to being here and doing Radfest and all that for for um, a white hot minute, I think, I think it was maybe only like a few months. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But uh, once upon a time, you were part of the Puget Rock show on KGRG and I uh um oh gosh I got like this whole KGRG tangent in me because uh <laughs> I, I don't know if you realize this or not but it's uh the it's the 30th anniversary this year is it yeah in I fact did not know that. uh coming up in the next few weeks uh end of April uh they're going to be uh rolling out some uh festivities and things like that so keep an eye on like the Facebook Twitter if 
somebody over there is doing anything with it. I don't really know. But yeah, I just I, I just happened to have somebody reach out to me today about uh, doing something for their uh, alumni week. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock the dust off of uh, my old uh, Monday night show that I used to do back in the day and um, all that. So um, so yeah, so for a hot minute you were on the Puget Rock show on uh, KGRG, and I was wondering if you could talk about that experience being with being with those folks in that aspect of the scene with those goons that <laughs> honestly they just invited me to come on one day and they asked if it would be something I would be interested in. Yeah, and I was like, sure. And then after doing it once and derailing the show and right. just harassing the special guests and stuff, <laughs> and the first time it was Crossing Crusade, so it was real easy because I've known those guys since they were just a little baby band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, those guys are awesome. I love them. I used to hang out with Chris and Renton all the time, like uh-huh. every day. <laughs> so, but back to... Ah, <laughs> we're, we're losing focus. No, it's fine. Um, so, but I, I, after that, I started asking Justin, Hey, when yeah. can I be on Puget? Come on. Like every, yeah, yeah. every week I'd harass him. Mm-hmm. And then his new work schedule made it so he couldn't be on it as much. So I would fill in right. and do it with Trevor and Trevor always had a good time. And I always used to give him crap and stroke his beard and do all that fun <laughs> stuff. And, and somehow in the, uh, several months since I've seen him last, it's only gotten more majestic. Yep. I didn't even continuously. I didn't even think that was possible, but yeah, somehow it's even more luxurious and uh, majestic than it was when I knew him before. And probably still adds little sounds to the mic whenever it rubs it. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like, just a little <laughs> scratchy, just a little bit. It's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, when uh, when Tre- Trevor and I were in the same class, so oh. we so we kind of came up at the at the same time, and it's so funny. Uh, our first gig, we we were both on at the same time. We were on this post rock show, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of funny because like everybody was like you know super young and. I'm kind of older. He's older than I am. So yeah, so we were like the two old man interns. It was pretty funny. But but yeah, you mentioned that about the the beard stuff. I remember that like we would be sharing a mic and occasionally he'd be like just just turns his head just <laughs> enough to get that that incidental uh beard stroke on there, you know. Uh uh people download that now as like, you know, ASMR videos or something like that. Yeah. It goes right up there with Jeff Goldblum purring like a kitten for a half hour. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, but yep. now I, I need to... Uh... I share it every year. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So, um, so yeah, so uh, unfortunately that kind of came to an end and uh, with, with Puget Rock, right? It yeah, just, it schedules just kind of stopped working. Justin's new work schedules didn't work. Trevor's school schedule wasn't working out and it just kind of petered out. Gotcha. Pour one out for them. Uh, oh, so, and that was one of the things that I was uh, mumbling, rambling about. It's like, I haven't, I haven't reached out to Justin or Trevor, but, uh, with, uh, with alumni week coming up for the 30th anniversary, it's like, maybe I, yeah. we can get them to like, do like one more show or something like that. Kind of similar to, to what I'm going to be doing on that Monday night. Um, I, that just popped into my head right now. That's the only reason why I bring it up. That would be a cool um, idea. But yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to them after we wrap up here actually and see, uh, um, see if that's something that they're down for at least one of them. So, yeah. So, um, anyhow, um, let's see. So, so we've talked about Radfest. We've talked about the, uh, the bands on the lineup. We've talked about Luigi's as a venue. We've talked about, uh, you and Brooksy's booking, and what what else is Brooksy's booking up to aside from uh, Radfest? What do you do like in between Radfests? Honestly, I was booking a lot more, and I was trying to reach out and see if I could handle running my own business. Yeah, and booking other bands, and it just it ended up being too much between mm-hmm. that and going out and having a personal life outside yeah. of band stuff and working full time and looking at school it just it, it it caught up to me and it got to be too much which is why i've been taking so much of a break yeah brooksy's booking right now is solely for the purpose of doing ride fest once a year sure sure 
Um, it's still a source of information. Anyone can text me anytime on that band page mm-hmm. if they are new to the scene, if there's anything like that. I, I had um, the singer for Death Coach, Drew, uh, come talk to me. He just sent me a message randomly one day and was like, hey suggestions of people to play with venues stuff like that i'm always willing to give that information and i'm not going to make you pay for it because that's information that everybody should have Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if if i can help you book for yourself then i have done my service like that's (laughs) that's what i want i want everybody to be successful Mm -hmm. none of us are in it for the money because we're all broke (laughs) right yeah (laughs) that's yeah, that's that's the secret. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, local independent bands kind of go in hand with like local independent broadcasters. There ain't no money in it. Nope. We, it's a labor of love. Exactly. We're, we're just doing it because we give a shit about it. And and we just, you know, want to get the word out and, you know, let's all party and have fun and, and all that good stuff. Um. Let's uh let's talk about Mr. Master because we haven't we haven't really talked about them at length. I mean, obviously they're on the the lineup for uh, Radfest 2019, um, and you know you're homies with them and all of that. But it, it goes a little deeper than that. Let's uh let's uh kind of kind of pop the top off that some. Yeah. So we have been working on a new demo. Hmm. Um. It's a three-song demo. We're done tracking. We're just mixing and mastering right now. Mr. Mastering, if you will. <laughs> and um, that should be done by the end of April. Wow. And it's good because we, we have like 20 more songs written. Yeah. And we've just been sitting on them. We'll play them at shows. But we were like, guys, it's been three years. We need to get some music out. So we're doing that. We're talking about going into the studio again at the end of this year. It's hush-hush, though. Nobody tell nobody. Right. On this podcast. (laughs) On this recorded (laughs) podcast on Um, the internet that can be shared. (laughs) But, yeah, the plans are to release a lot more music a lot more frequently because it's just not something that we've done. And it's, it's as cool as it is that To the Edge of the Woods has lived this long Mm -hmm. and is still relevant. Yeah. We want to get some new stuff out there that sounds newer and crisper and just kind yeah, of yeah. Well, and just to uh, keep it top of mind too. Yeah, and that uh, that kind of reminds me of something I wanted to uh, chat with you about. You know, just kind of like you know overall thoughts on the state of not just the state of the scene, but just kind of like the state of music in general. I'll uh, loop back to that in a sec, but okay. uh, the. Um, I, I've seen a lot of bands like they'll put out like um, a single here or there, like yep. you know, like a single, a single, maybe an EP, maybe an album later. And I remembered when I was on KGRG and 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 even to an extent with the podcast here is like that would give me an another opportunity to share something. Yeah, It'd be like, oh, cool there's something here, you know, and there's, you know, it might be a split or something small, but at least it's something to kind of, uh, keep things top of mind. Um, cause I mean, I, I, we talked about big bands earlier, yeah. you know, and, and they'll go, you know, sometimes five, six, seven years or more in between albums. And the, the problem I think sometimes with the, the album model is that you know we're we're very much in kind of a binge culture now. Yeah. In that like you know when a series hits Netflix, you lock yourself in a in your room over the weekend and then suddenly 13 hours of programming is just gone. Yep. You know, stuff that it took like an you know hundreds of people, hundreds of hours to make is just gone just like that. And I I think sometimes with full-length albums that can kind of be the case also. It's yeah. like, you know, I, I've waited so long for this and now I've listened to it and now it's gone. So um, just just kind of like the, this weird uh, perspective that I've landed on the last few years with some of the bands I've worked with. But. Yeah, and I agree with that. Even with listening to my own music, my tastes change very often. And mm. when I listen to so much music that when I do... It has to reach out and punch me in the face. It, yeah. It has to wow me for me to continue listening to it. Sometimes I'll just randomly forget about a band 
And but then it's cool because you get to rediscover them later and yeah. listen to them for a few months. I've seen Gary Clark Jr. twice. I, for some reason, haven't listened to him in like six months. Sure. He came up on my playlist this month, and I'm just losing my mind listening to all of his <laughs> stuff again because he's so good. Mm-hmm. But it's it's things like that. And so re-releasing stuff about at that mark, just like every six months or whenever, I feel is good for local bands because one we can't i mean full-length albums are expensive yeah yeah even diy you got to get all the it's expensive Mm -hmm. um so doing a couple demos at a time doing a few songs at a time then maybe putting it all together or something is it works devils hunt me down was it it was the last year and a little bit of the year before last they released three eps Uh uh-huh one every six months and that seemed to do very well for them they sold out all three shows Mm -hmm. because people were ready for the new music right and it keeps it top of mind like like we were just talking about and yeah i mean i i think in kind of the culture that we're in that's kind of a it's not a bad model yeah it's Um, important yeah i mean i mean actual mileage may vary but uh um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess from there, let's yeah, let's just kind of riff a little bit. How what what do you feel about like just kind of like the state of the scene? The state of the scene currently, um, it's been kind of weird. So we have this structure that kind of happens every year, um, all year long, and during the summer and spring, everybody's yeah. strong. We got new bands coming out. We got older bands that are just pumping out their new stuff, mm-hmm. and everyone's really hammering away. Fall, same thing, hammering away. It's getting darker. More people are coming to shows yeah. instead of going outside. How dare they go outside? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then we get to winter, and yeah. winter is kind of the chopping block because mm-hmm. when you look at it, you get this whole cluster of new bands and old bands together and then typically everyone takes a break for christmas because booking around christmas is suicidal booking yeah let's let's be real here so when people come back in january sometimes not all the bands are back yeah and that's what i mean by chopping block because that's a very real thing settles sometimes people decide that's not what they want people form new groups stuff like that and we see that happen every year around the same time and it's interesting Mm mm-hmm but right now what we're looking for, I think, is we're looking for a group or some people just to break out of this cycle. Yeah. Like getting on KISW is super cool and touring is super cool. But at one at what point do we start getting signed? We start getting more play time, right, more right. tour time, stuff like that. Like it's it's difficult to try to wrap your mind around something that thousands of other people are trying to do Mm -hmm. and how do i do this yeah though i i would say for being a local musician the wall is a little shorter the obstacles are a little shorter than say like trying to get into the NBA or something like yes. that. Meaning it's like, I mean, you we've all been kids and thought like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be an astronaut, a, pre, uh, a professional wrestler, and the president of the United States, you know, and all that. Yeah. But, um, but musician is one of those things that's a little more attainable. And yeah. I think sometimes folks get so wrapped up in – the big dream, you know, I want to, you know, I want to be in heavy rotation on KSW. I, you know, I want to play to sell out crowds that they kind of forget the smaller steps yeah. in between. Like you're here, like you can be here, you can play your music and people will listen to it. Right. Those are the important things. Mm-hmm. Smaller goals. Let's get this album out. Yeah. Let's send it to some people. That's, I think that's more what people should definitely focus on. Yeah, you know, it's like let let's make friends with the uh, the college radio station. Yeah, you know, let's uh, let's let's you know make let's, friends with that podcaster guy, or you yeah. know, just you know, and, and a lot of it is just kind of networking. Yeah, I mean that that's where my end to a lot of uh, stuff in the scene has been is just being. Um, around cool people and their friends, yeah. you know, it's like that's. So I, I, I was looking at the the lineup for Radfest, and it's like, oh, I, I know folks 
from these bands from other bands. You know, it's just kind of yeah. like that that whole networky uh, type tree of just you know everybody knows everybody and yeah, don't be a dick and make friends. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and making friend. I mean, making networking connections is great, but honestly, making friends is better because like yeah. just. Hey, dude, want to play a show? Sure, let's go. Instead of, all right, we need to play a show. We need to cut this contract. We need it's just yeah, yeah. I've, I've worked with people that are like that, and sometimes it just it digs into you a little bit. Yeah. If it, it, it doesn't, I mean, the feeling of professionalism is good, but at the same time, like to a certain degree is unnecessary depending on what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I see a lot of this in podcasting. You know, it's like I, I'm in a couple different groups on Facebook and, like, they'll, you know, like, brag about, like, the, the amount of gear that they have. Oh, you know, I spent, like, you know, 500 bucks on my microphones or something like that. And it's like, but uh, w- what's the point? Because, like, you've made no connections, nobody likes you, and yeah. it's just, yeah, it's... It's it's just it's just a weird thing. Whereas, um, very much kind of like the the DIY aesthetic, you just want to network with folks that you like, and yeah. it's good to make lasting friendships. That's where I was going with that. Lasting friendships are more important than just flash in the pan. You know, you know how big is my stuff? You know that yeah. that, that kind of thing. Like nine times out of ten, we'll go to band practice and then we'll play board games at our practice space or me and Eric will go play Frisbee for two hours or me and Brant will go get a beer or something. Just, we all just hang out. We're Mm -hmm. buds. Like we're, we're a family and that's, that's how it should be with everybody. Exactly. Exactly. And so we were kind of talking about the, the kind of the state of the scene a bit. How, um, how do you feel about kind of just, rock music in general I don't feel like rock music new rock music is appreciated yeah in our area yeah so, I agree I agree the the way that I've looked at this uh, have you heard of the band crowbot yeah oh yeah so I remember seeing crowbot with Tataris <laughs> back when crowbot was paying for their own tour and they mm-hmm. were playing places like El Corazon on, right. on their whole tour so I saw them in El Corazon Two months later, they get picked up for the Volbeat and Anthrax tour. Oh, sure. Okay. And so they started to take off and take off and take off. Well, even still, they're playing these big shows. They're not selling out. You got maybe half the people there. A good example was Pain in the Grass 2013. Yeah. They sold 10,000 tickets to that, and it was a, the lineup was unbelievable. But nobody went. Yeah. But then Crowbot goes to the UK. Nobody's ever heard of them. Sell out every single venue on their tour list. Yeah. It's it's a matter of people want, wanting to put forth the effort to experience new music. And we see that a lot with raving and EDM now. Yeah. I, I'm into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been to a rave, but th- I like some of the electronic music. Sure. And I like to branch out and listen to new things. Yeah. And I think... If we could just find a way for most other people to branch out of their main genre or just branch out of the regular bands they listen to every day. Like, yeah. I, there's so many people around here who say, oh, there was nothing after Soundgarden. And I'm like, there was oh, so much. Buddy. So much. There's so much now. There's thousands of bands mm-hmm. that you can look up. And all it takes is... If you click on one event on Facebook, they will continuously never end yeah. on your page. Well, and like I, I like to tell folks sometimes too, is just just go to Bandcamp. Yeah, you know, it's like just clicking on any grand, uh, random tag, or yeah, I mean, just uh, you could spend hours just going down a rabbit hole, yeah. and you will find stuff that you like that you never knew was there. And that, that was one of the things that I really appreciated the most about uh, my time at KGRG is it, it really kind of forced me to um, consume music I wasn't really familiar with and thought that I didn't like. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, oh this fucking young people stuff. Hey, you can keep that right in its ear. And it's like, oh, no, this is this is 
this is some really good stuff. And yeah. then that's when you get into the local stuff. And I, I, you know, I, I, I've got a handful of different stories like that, but it's like, I remember listening to like some of the local stuff that we would play and highlight. And to my ear, it would sound like a lot of like the, the national touring bands or the corporate bands. It, it would just, it would just sound the same. I was like, Oh, Oh, this is a band. I can just go see at the bar down the road from me for five bucks. Yeah. And, and have a blast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and that and that's part of the reason why you know I I still like to talk up you know my local homies because it's like going to a show is like one of the best times you can have. Yeah, and it's, I mean, people are like, well, I'm just gonna wait for a big band to come through and a big. It's not even close to the same. Like I go to big shows and I get bored now. Yeah. Because it's just, it's not the same. It's not as fun. You're jumping around and it's a big group thing and everybody loves everybody and that's not quite the experience you're going to get with 10,000 other people at a bigger venue or 30,000 other people at a big venue exactly exactly and i think if we could find the the genome that lets us (laughs) unlock the potential of humans to just see past their comfort zone like take risks yeah like when perfect kgrg story yeah trevor liked to play r&b or local Mm hip-hop in between some stuff sometimes i love it it's great yeah i've been trying to trying to get into that scene for a while too it's just branching out and listening to different kinds of music just because you might not like this part of the genre doesn't mean you won't like this part there's so much genre bending and experimentation Mm -hmm. going on that you never know what you're really gonna get into Exactly. I, I agree 100%. So as, a, as we uh, get closer to wrapping up, because I'm sure we can wrap and flap as long as the, as long as the day is long. Yes. That sounds dumb as when I say that. As, the as long as long. the day is long. That's... New catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, you know, um, uh, uh, a series of questions I usually like to ask uh, any of my guests that I have on is, you know, kind of kind of more or less what's what's the dream you know kind of like you know because like you know creative types you know whether we're in a band or promoting bands or podcasting or you know being comic book artists or you know whatever you know a lot i i talk to a lot of creative folks on the show and um you know everybody's kind of got like that goal you know to where like oh I, I've done the thing. What's the thing for uh, for Brooksy? So for me, I've put a lot of thought into this. And I think if I went to school for it and everything, mm-hmm. I could move up. And this is going to sound bad at first, so bear with me. Sure. I could move up past where I'm at in the scene and mm-hmm. go into the music business and do other things. The dream, the goal, is not to do that. The okay. dream is to, if I can do that, the scene has to come with me. Otherwise, it's not worth it. I got Otherwise, you. the dream's gotcha. not there anymore. If I can't take Mr. Master and Lust Punch and Woodshed and all these other great people and manage to get them signed and do all the manager touring and all that crazy stuff all over the world, if it's not with these guys, then it's not with anybody. Like, I'm sure the big bands are cool homies too, but... sure. These are my boys, like <laughs> my boys, my girls, morning after, shout out. Right, right. Um, these are the people that I want to do this with. Mm-hmm. So if there is any way that I can find genies, grant wishes, something like that, right. some kind of monkey paw, whatever, I'll mm-hmm. take the fall for it. We'll all go together or just as much as possible. That's sweet. I, I love that. Yeah. Like if somebody, if a record company came to me tomorrow yeah. and said, hey, do you want to tour the world with this band because we saw what you're doing in Tacoma? I would say, can Mr. Master come? Right. And if they said no, then I would say, take a hike. <laughs> I, I need to see that in a movie, I think. You know, Brooksy yeah. the movie where it's like, <laughs> nah, nah, man. <laughs> nah, you, you take your money. You go work my full time job. <laughs> One single tear coming down the side of my face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, uh, flip side of that that question I like to ask folks is, um, what advice would you have 
for somebody that wants to uh, pursue their own creative endeavor? Wisdom for the children's. Take the risk. Get out of your comfort zone. We have so many people that are too stuck in their little glass box. It's comfortable. I know. Yeah. yeah. Being uncomfortable is not fun. Right. Nobody likes it, but it's it's part of growing up, and it's a part of growing up that I think a lot of people are missing out on now. Mm-hmm. Get out there and do it. If you draw and you want other people to see your art, if you paint anything like that, go put it up. Go show it to other people. Go to an art gallery and yeah. see if they'll put it up on a local night or something. Mm-hmm. You do comedy, go to a local comedy club. It's cool comedy rocks um god it's a great spot a guy from my work actually is now touring as a comedian really yeah so that was that That, was super cool that's dope that's dope um same with music if you have ever dreamed about being in a band Mm -hmm. get out there and do it in my case dreamed about being in a band not really Inclined with instruments very well <laughs> and just don't really have the focus but when it came to networking and email and people and stuff like that 100% my jam yeah it's not always just the direct thing that you're looking at you can branch out there's always another option to pursue what you want to do that's that is great advice I love that I mean that's that's my favorite interview question to ask because it's usually kind of like shades of the same thing but everybody brings their thing to it and I just yeah. I, I love that I, I love that and basically you'll know, get your inner Shia LaBeouf on and just do it just, just do, do it, it. You gotta do <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Explosions in the background. Um, all right, so uh, one more time, uh, let us know about Radfest 2019 coming up uh, soon. Right. Radfest 2019 will be May 11th. Do not forget that day. Pre-sale tickets are fifteen dollars, and you can get them from me. Message me on Facebook. I have public messenger up. Text me, whatever. Figure it out. My my, <laughs> All of my information is out there. You need a Mr. MasterCard, go on the Mr. Master page, get my number, whatever. It's real mm-hmm. easy. Or the Brooksy's booking page. That's the easy one that I always forget about. Um, it is $20 at the door. Kids 12 and under get in free. And I will have ear protection for them because they, yeah, I'm not, no. You, you, your kids need ear protection. Yeah, um, hearing is the one thing that doesn't grow back. Yeah, like ever. You, yeah. Hearing aids are not that good either. They're good, but they're not that good. Right. Um, Show starts at 2 p.m. for the music. I did this backwards, but doors are at 1. Get here early. Chat with us. Look at some cool merch. Buy a pizza. Please buy a pizza. Luigi's is doing all of this for us. We're going to have, don't forget, Sun Mother, Reverend Bear, Astor House, Juliet Tango, Lust Punch, Mr. Master, Cashin and Karma, Woodshed, Jericho Hill, and Wyatt Only in the Wreckage. Show's going to go from 2 p.m. to midnight Whew. for $15. You should be there. Absolutely. Bring your friends, bring your parents, bring your kids. Just, I mean, don't bring your pets because it'll freak them out, but it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So that is Radfest 2019, exclamation point, Radfest. Radfest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man, Brooksy, this has been a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we got to do something like this more often. Oh, and I, I forgot... Um, I was I was dinking around with stuff. I forgot to tell my uh, the because prior to this, I don't believe you and I had actually met IRL. No, nope. you know it's like we've kind of traveled in the same circles and have had some like you know glancing correspondence on the uh, on on the face spaces and the and the tweets and the social medias and the whatnots. But yeah, so I mean, first time IRL, but there was I don't know if you remember this or not. There is one time that we were in the same place at the same time um, a couple few years ago at a uh, KGRG benefit show uh, uh, during Waking Things set they uh, they were playing their uh, their iconic song Pretend and they asked some folks to come help them out so of those folks that came to help them out with the uh, uh, the the final chorus was uh, my buddy Corey uh, myself 
and you. I remember that. Yeah, that there was, was a lot of fun. That was that was a hell of a lot of fun. I, you know, it's I see that I see that photo come up uh, from time to time. I'm like. Dude, I need to be doing something with Brooksy, and it's just—it yeah. was just—it kind of like hung over me. It's like, how is this this dude that I have all these connections to, but have never actually connected with for real? So it was—it's just one of those weird things. But. Yeah, and I—I I love meeting people that we have those connections. Yeah, with. it's always like, hey, we literally know all the same people and go to all the same places and like all the same things. So, right, what's up? <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll definitely have to uh, hook up and kick it again sometime. Yeah. Um. Uh. Be, uh before I let you go, uh, let folks know again where we can find you on the internet. Any any internet related stuff, social media, whatever. So uh, where where can people find you? I don't use my Twitter very much, but if you do get on Twitter, it's Brooksy. It's really easy. Oh, that's um, right. You do have a Twitter. I forgot. <laughs> and like I said, I don't use it very yeah, often yeah. because Twitter is, ooh, the grumpy old man in me says Twitter's a no-no. Yeah, I um, gotcha. Instagram, I am local underscore duder. You can see some of me and Eric's crazy shenanigans. Um, Snapchat, if you care to take it, is Kerblam. Oh, that's, man. Uh, K-E-R-B-L-A-M-N. <laughs> because it wasn't taken. Okay. Uh, yeah, it'll come up as Brooksy. That's funny. I swear. Um, I'm on Facebook, Andrew Brooks or Brooksy, mm-hmm. Brooksy's Booking or Mr. Master, any of those. You'll get my phone number, my email, whatever. And you can get a hold of me. Facebook Messenger is the best way to get a hold of me yep. if you want the tickets. And um, the... For the email, I still use brooksybooking at gmail.com. Okay. Not brooksies, brookie, brooksy booking. Singular. Because, yeah, because the apostrophe S was tricky in the email. Yes. Um, Or mrmaster840 at gmail.com. Uh, that's pretty much all the ways to get a hold of me. Sweet. That, that's a lot of ways. And I'll, I'll have this all in the show notes, too, so folks can uh, refer to it uh, quickly and easily. And uh, lastly, but certainly not leastly, any particular uh, shout-outs for anybody that you want to mention while we're here and anything that we may not have talked about that, that you want to touch on before, uh, before we part ways? Oh, the shout-out list. <laughs> <laughs> is so long it's expensive um shout out to mr eric finney who just cut two feet of hair off of his head oh the bass player for mr master Whew. yeah that's for any it, it's gonna be a surprise like I, I mean it's not for anyone who listens to the podcast but it's right. gonna be a surprise when they see it Right. I came home one day and was like, "Oh, <laughs> who are you? Get, Get out, out of the house!" house. <laughs> um, Hello, please. Shout out to all the bands, the boys and Mister Master, yeah. um, all the other bands that I haven't seen in a long time, Waking Things, mm-hmm. and I'm. Why am I drawing a blank when I know so many people? <laughs> Just shout out to the whole scene. There it is. I love all of you people. There it is. Um, there's big things coming from a few bands. And I'm not allowed to talk about it, but shout out to those bands. You know who you are. <laughs> shout out to the photographers that do yes. a lot of the stuff they yes, do absolutely. for not a lot of money as well. Right. Because they're broke just like we are. Yep, yep. Um, but they still spend all that money on equipment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Cash and Karma too, just because. <laughs> I love you guys. Oh, and the morning after. Just... Just those they're super rad. Besides Mr. Master, the people that I probably spend the most time with outside of shows yeah. are the people in the morning after in Cash and Karma. Yeah, yeah. They awesome. Are fabulous people. Very, very cool. Um uh parting thoughts. This was fun. <laughs> very That's good. Easy thought. Alright, very cool. Alright, well, uh thank you so much and we will catch you around the way. Later.
trippy, thick, and bluesy. That was Mr. Master with Little Love. And up next, it's pop rock post-punk revival from Lakewood. Here's Cashing in Karma with The Sound. from Lakewood, this is Till the Cows Come Home from Woodshed. in disguise by jericho hill the official soundtrack for all your bad decisions and rounding us out is your closer this is why only and the wreckage it's a song called devil Fest 2019 is May 11th at Luigi's. 15 bucks pre-sale, 20 bucks at the door, day of show. Doors open at 1, show starts at 2. 10 bands, 12 hours of live local music. Don't miss out. Now, all of the music you heard samples of here can be found on a playlist curated by Brooksy himself. I'll have a link to that in the show notes along with a link to the pre-sale site and the Facebook pages for all of the bands so you can get connected. Now, before I get out of here, uh, you heard me earlier mention Alumni Week uh, celebrating 30 years of today's rock on KGRG. Uh, that will be happening Monday, April 29th through Friday, May 3rd, 3 p.m. to midnight all week long and I'm I'm excited to announce that on Monday night April 29th for one night only it's the return of Mike After Dark. I can't say anything else for now other than I will be taking back my old Monday night shift from 9 to midnight Pacific time doing a live 
radio show and playing today's rock on 89.9 KGRG FM. And if you can hear that extra kick in my voice, it's because after this week's podcast talking about Radfest, I'm I'm ready to get back into the chair and play DJ again. It's a it's a lot of fun. And I forget sometimes how much I miss it. I mean, I love podcasting and I love the format, but there is something uh, very invigorating about uh, being enthusiastic about sharing music and talking about it and, you know, just kind of kind of getting back into that rock DJ voice. It's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you get the idea. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'll post more information as I have it. Uh, but mark your calendars Monday, April 29th, 9 to midnight Pacific time. The return of Mike After Dark live on 89.9 KGRG FM as part of Alumni Week, celebrating 30 years of today's rock. Streaming to the world at KGRG.com, as well as on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and on the KGRG-FM app. And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to check out my past episodes, including all of my KGRG college radio shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, Apple Podcasts, and on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Seibert Radio. Leave a voicemail at 231-224-MIKE. And write into the mailbag, Radio at gmail.com. And as always, that spelling is S-E-I-B-E-R-T, just like it sounds. For my guest, Brooksy, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. We will see you at RadFest 2019 on May 11th at Louis G's. And until next time, make good choices. Can I just do it? Yeah, yeah, you're good. There you go. That's so good. It had to be done. It had to be done. (laughs) I don't know how you do that. That's that's crazy.